In the first years of the 21st century, a third world war broke out. Something, something, something later. Gunkata! We watched Equilibrium. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. This is the fourth time we've started the recording. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Don't tell them. They didn't know. They can hear it in our haggard, hoarse voices. <laughs> uh, and this week, we're discussing 2002's movie? Yeah. It was, oh, no, it's definitely yeah, a movie. They added it with the moving pictures. Yeah. It's true, with a synced up soundtrack and everything. Yeah, and yeah. people, they said words. That's true. It's a goddamn That's true. movie. I mean, honestly, we're, we're watching 2002's <laughs> movie. Yeah. yeah. Equilibrium. Ooh. That's right. It's a whole movie about how when people's ears are damaged, they don't fall down. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Uh, equilibrium. Well, your, your balance is stored in your emotions, and they've eliminated that. So <laughs> true facts. Fine. True facts. Well, then no one should be able to walk. Everyone should just be stumbling all over the place. Well, then it would be a bad movie, Mark. Yeah. Movie. Movie. <laughs> so this is a movie all about how uh, when you have two your bodies... Your life got flipped, turned upside down? I was trying no. so desperately to avoid that, because <laughs> yeah. I felt myself trapped in the rhythm, the rhythm of the night. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. this is the rhythm of the night. Ah, sure. Rhythm is a dancer. That's true. Uh, speaking of dancers, this movie is all about two bodies of water that, when connected, will seek to have the same amount in each one. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Nice. It's neat. Well, that's pretty cool. Science is fun, you guys. I love science. You know what else is fun? Gun cut. Yeah! <laughs> it's where you shoot where you think things will be, and they're there. That's true. It is the quantum physics of shooting. Yeah. So, uh, Equilibrium uh, is a film uh, written and directed Whoa. by a guy named... movie! You're right. <laughs> Equilibrium is a movie written and directed by a guy named Kurt Wimmer, or Wimmer, I don't know. All I know is, for this movie, he invented uh, the martial art style of gun kata, which is a mixture of gun fu and gym kata. Uh, no, no Jim Cotta. Who's Jim Cotta? A Jim Acosta. You're mispronouncing his last name. No, nah. Jim Cotta, the Kurt Fuller 1980s uh, gymnastics themed action movie. You You're know, thinking Tybo. I am not. Ooh, ooh, yeah. great action movie. There was love a great, that Billy Blanks. Uh, my favorite Mad Magazine parody was Tie Blow, where you learn how to tie your shoes and blow a bubble gum. Oh man, that's so much cleaner than I thought it was going to be. Oh, this was like late '90s okay. Mad Magazine, so they had like they had lost their blue because they realized, oh, the only people that read this are. Kids that have not seen the movies we're parodying. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I remember years ago having a Mad Magazine, and one of the things was making fun of the traveling Wilburys. Yeah, and sure. I was, like, I was like... That hot property. I was like, but... But who? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the super group with oh, uh, George Harrison Roy and Roy Orbison? Dylan was in it Dylan was in it, yeah. Yep. Just, Tom Petty. Yeah. Tom Petty. And... He said George Harrison. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was number and one. And Roy Orbison. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, the guy that was in it for a while, Dylan. Now there's uh-huh. another guy. Yeah. 
Jeff, Jeff Lynn. Be- yeah. Oh, Jeff yeah. Lynn of Electric Light Orchestra. That's right. He Jeff was Lynn the creative force yes. of the Traveling Wilburys. Man. I mean, it's a pretty awesome album. It's a pretty album. good band. They both yeah. are. No. Yeah. Traveling Wilburys 1 and Traveling Wilburys 3. Pretty Both rad. very good. Pretty there rad. is no Traveling Wilburys 2. They made. I, I'm assuming they just went from 1 it's to 3. Joke. Yeah. Yeah. As a, I thought it was a clever marketing tool. Yeah, right. Just to, to make it people. seem like they had more albums. Sure. But they didn't. Good band. Yeah, yeah solid band. Definitely. Super group, though, I might say. Anyways, Equilibrium, the movie, begins, like all movies do, with intermittent text and narration <laughs> that only occasionally match up. <laughs> so I think the thing right off the bat is that this movie would have been a whole lot better if it realized that it was stupid, but it definitely thinks that it is very smart. Yes, yes, it does. Oh, it is. Uh, it's an eighth. It's a. It's a goth eighth graders notebook come to life. Yeah. Right, right. And that's not to say that there aren't some cool fucking parts. There's some neat drawings of vampires in them notebooks, but it's also just crushed under the weight of half remembered Morrissey lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Morrissey. Fun fact. Is a Nazi now. Yeah. Oh, nice. I feel like we cover this Wait, every episode well, I now. I mean, it's always... It's you still want to remind people. people. It's, it's a still public hurts. service announcement. Every episode, we always end up talking about a sad person. That leads us to <laughs> talk about the Smiths. And that leads to just going, Oh, you know, Morrissey's a the fascist Nazi, Nazi yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. It's definitely true. Yeah, he's in the, the political party that uh, Nigel Farage was like, Oh, those guys are way too right-wing <laughs> for us. <laughs> The Leave campaign. <laughs> oh, man, it makes the time Eric Clapton had asked everybody to keep England English a lot better, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, at least then we got a whole Rock Against Racism concert out of it. The only thing we've gotten out of Morrissey is a covers album. Ugh. Of Morrissey covers? Correct. <laughs> Who did that? Lots of people. Those jerks! A shockingly large amount of people. But then all that money goes to Nazis. Correct. God damn it. Right? Yeah, the world is a vampire. <laughs> I mean, I already hated Morrissey because of his stance on meat being murder, so... I just yeah. didn't even really like the albums that much. Well, yeah. Morrissey is not a guy I'm going to try to listen to. Yeah, I mean, I... here's the thing. It turns out Johnny Marr had the talent the whole time. Well, yeah. He's very good. I just like eating meat. And I don't yeah. like being cried to <laughs> by my music. At least Robert Smith from The Cure had the good sense to stop crying to you every now and then and sing a fun song like Love Cats. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Equilibrium uh, begins with a bunch of words and narration over fascist imagery, including some Hitler, some Stalin. Some uh, Saddam. Some Saddam Hussein. Yeah. yeah, this was made in the very early 2000s. It came out post 9-11, but I think just because they hadn't finished editing it right. until afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Sure. This was definitely this is, made before 9-11. Yes. Good God, this is such a pre-9-11 movie. Oh man, in so many ways. Yeah, so the movie begins, uh, it's kind of like a, a mixture of The Matrix and, and 19, well, 1984. Sure. Uh, more Brave New World than 1984. Yeah, sure. I it's mean, less of a surveillance state and more of a, like, drugs are real fun, kids. Take the government ones. Sure, but it's also like a, like, don't think, don't don't act, yeah. just fall in line thing, yeah. too. It's, it's big on, a, it's almost like all of them. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a little all, bit of A lot of obedience, a lot of Prozac. 
Because oh, sorry, Probium. Prosium, yeah. Prosium. At least this movie, unlike Brave New World, does not feature a bunch of children having sex with each That's other. That's what I was going to point yeah. out. You never. The Brave New World standard is you have to hit all that kid on kid sex. Yeah. And thank God yeah, we you don't have, have to. No, I nah, think man. You do. When you're rocking all that soma, you got no choice. Yeah, buddy. It's true. You got to go to the what? What? Are the, um, there's also there's some fucking weird, stupid thing that they call movies in that book. Oh, I think you're right. I don't know. Filmatrons. All I remember is that there's a... Uh, isn't there a character called Mustafa in it? And I just made pretend like he was the Lion King. Maybe. Ooh, nice. Ooh, I just made the book a lot easier to read in ninth grade English. Red. I just remember that apparently America has reverted to like a weird Tarzan state. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the best way to read that book in ninth grade was the way I read it. On Spark Notes. Correct. <laughs> oh, any, any book that mm. any any teacher assigns you in ninth grade. Hit yeah. the Spark Notes, yeah, definitely. Oh, you fool. You should have wa- you should have read it the way I did, by watching the made for TV movie. Oh, with Leonard Nimoy. Oh, that's you know good. It. That's good. Though I will say, love me some Lord of the Flies. Oh, oh yeah. there's a conch shell. Now which one? Are we talking like the ones like the early one from like the sixties or like the the eighties one? I liked reading that book. Oh, okay. Man. I really like the early nineties no, movie. Ralph was a punk. I like the I like the early nineties movie though because when Jack is getting sick of Piggy's shit, nah. he drops a rock on Piggy's head. Yeah. And because there's not much of a budget to that movie, that rock straight up bounces off his head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant it's a huge Raiders of the Lost Ark style boulder yeah. and it just bounces off that <laughs> little chubbo's head. It's great. <laughs> And then they steal his glasses to make fire. Yeah, they yeah. do. It's rad. It's a great one. Good solid Simpsons episode as well. Yes. True, yeah. Yes, yes, so yeah. hungry I can eat at Arby's. <laughs> mm. That's pretty hungry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll eat at Arby's whenever. I don't care. Yeah. I actually prefer that it was liquid that is just slowly congealed into solid. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, it makes it easier to slice. For sure. <laughs> okay, so Equilibrium <laughs> kind of picks up uh, towards the beginning after the narration. We find out that uh, there was a World War Three. God, we haven't even gotten to the beginning of the movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a World War Three. Yeah, there was a World War Three. It was nuclear annihilation, and the leaders of the world realized that we would not survive World War Four. And so it's like that famous Einstein quote: uh, "Whatever weapons we use for World War Three will be probably fine, but World War Four is what you got to really watch out for." That is definitely. Definitely a good, solid Einstein word-for-word quotation. <laughs> yep. Honka honka, it's a me, Albert the Einstein. <laughs> I bang Russian spies. You know how many me's it takes to change a light bulb? Doesn't matter. Waka waka, it's a me, Albert the Einstein. <laughs> Uh, I sent a letter to my wife asking her to please stop knocking on my door. <laughs> I don't want to be aware of her presence. Just clean the dishes, please. Waka waka, it's me, <laughs> Albert the Einstein. Noted giant jackass. <laughs> so, yeah, history is built on the shoulders of a lot of pieces of shit. Right. That's true. Many oh. of them bereft of combs. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the, the world leaders form a new government uh, called the Tetragrammaton, and the whole thing is that they have pinpointed mankind's fatal flaw, which is feelings. Ooh, capri- oh, I was nah, going to say feelings. No, it's, it's feelings. feelings. Yeah. yeah, sorry, man. And I mean, I grew up in, or was in high school and college during emo, and I feel it. Like, that's fair. Damn dirty feelings. Some of those feelings are real gross. Ooh, so loud. <laughs> 
Yikes. So wet. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I didn't care for him. No. Now, stoicism was the way to go in the early 2000s. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, stoicism or or uh, neck-breaking anger. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. a good you one. You get your, yourself a, a pair of uh, fucking like combat boots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you throw in a little bit of drowning pool. Right? Yep. Wear a dog You let leash. the bodies hit the floor and... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, hey, so, something's got to give, that's Mark. That's true. Uh, yeah, and this this movie posits that uh, since we can't have feelings, we need to get rid of art, and everything is gray, and everyone takes a drug that suppresses their emotions. And all architecture is Soviet-style brutalism. And, like, this was the, like, could you even imagine such a worse utopia or a dystopia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is all that our 90s brains can even conceive of as being terrible. I mean, John, it's pretty terrifying. Everybody drives Chevy Luminas. That's true. Fair. Oh, God. Yeah, no. That Born car was, white. Yeah. That car was oversized. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we are introduced to the Grammaton clerics who the new, like... Uh, they're, they're like SWAT teams. The thing is, I want to say that the names in this are all very fucking stupid, but then they have, what is it, like the Cathedral of Punishment? Yeah. Not like the Palace now, of Justice. <laughs> like every now and then they'll land on just the coolest thing to call yeah, something. Right? I mean, again, hey, uh, 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 a goth eighth grader's notebook is always right <laughs> at least twice a day. At least. At least, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we meet the Tetragrammatons and their preferred method of combat, which is called Gunkata, which is, again, a series of martial arts moves and forms, uh, designed to be, like, maximize the efficiency of gun combat. Yeah, it's yeah, supposed like, to be, like, they do this little weird thing where they talk about, like, it's all algorithms and probabilities and you're just shooting in the places where the most, where things are likely to be, uh, yeah. where your enemies are likely they to be shooting They thousands from. of yeah. hours of gunfights. Yeah, yeah. And the computer said, do this. Yeah. Now, we're explaining this to you once. In the film, it is explained 9,000 times. At least. It's explained more times than we see it. Correct. Also, the- for the record, Gunkata looks a lot like Tai Chi with a touch of Wushu. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But and guns if, instead of But sticks. guns, yeah. If it's a, when, it, when it is occasionally shot properly, it looks real fucking cool. Yeah, it is pretty neat when it's yeah. done right. Though there are sequences where it's definitely uh, Christian Bale standing in the same place flailing his arms about while well, people shoot around so him. So the opening scene begins with a bunch of like art lovers being uh, attacked by the police and then the Grammaton clerics led by Christian Bale who plays John Preston and, and Sean soon Bean. to be dead, Sean Bean. <laughs> Always soon to be dead. Don't get attached, folks. He's uh, gonna be dead. Right, so they mm. break into this place uh, and... Uh, the, when Christian Bale shows up, he's just like, "Blow the! I'm gonna jump in and blow the hinges when I do." And this is like the, the first really cool thing that happens in the movie. It's right at the front. Yeah, he like runs full sprint for the door, leaps That's at a very the cool, door. Like profile tracking shot that yeah. goes through right. false walls. So you're just tracking his movement the whole time. Right. It's as, very cool. As he hits the door, all the like guards shoot they through shoot the, the hinges lights. and the yeah. bolt. And he slides in like it's a surfboard. Yeah. And then there's a couple gunshots and then darkness for an unreasonable amount of time. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, And then all you hear is, or all you see is intermittent images. Yeah, muzzle flares. Of Christian Bale doing weird gunkata 
poses. And it's basically him, him. kind of like snapping from position to position. Right. It looks like he's doing gun semaphore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, also, all of the gun kata moves are designed to make the gunshots happen as close to your eardrums as possible. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and yet, uh, apparently in this future world, we've destroyed tinnitus as a thing. Well, you can't feel it. <laughs> so it's just a ringing. It doesn't even bother you. <laughs> so, I, and, and this is one of the major problems with the movie is that because there are so few actual action sequences, the like probability of them being cool to them being not cool is way in the not cool's favor. And yeah. it just like kind of tarnishes all of the other action throughout the movie of just like, oh, but we've seen this look really stupid. So even when it looks really cool, it's like, yeah, but like. I know it looks really stupid. Yeah, you've kind of like got that yeah. behind the veil sort of thing. It's like if you saw the wires in the bullet time for the Matrix in mm-hmm. like the first big Matrix action sequence and throughout the rest of the movie it's just like, oh, no. Like yeah, I yeah. get it how that in theory could look cool, but like I've seen the dumb, I've seen fucking Keanu Reeves just flapping about like a fish <laughs> on a hook. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I get oh, it just ruins it. Yeah. It just yeah. makes it hard. So uh, now we've all seen Keanu Reeves flap around like a fish on a hook. And you know what? Treasure. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Because he he went away from the magical realism of the Matrix and went to the magical brutalism of John Wick, which is <laughs> great. It's so good. Arm bars and headshots. <laughs> so uh, uh, Christian Bale and Sean Bean take down these. Uh, feeling goons. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think what are they? They got a stupid fucking name, sense offenders. Yeah, sense, sense offenders. offenders. Uh, and they <laughs> Which sounds like the worst WWE tag team. <laughs> the yeah. Sense offenders. The Bushwhackers versus the Sense Offenders. Uh, the Sense Offenders come out farting and telling really racist jokes. But then the Bushwhackers do the same thing. I so know, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know who the face is or who the heel is or what I'm supposed to be rooting for. Uh, don't worry, John. I'm sure British Bulldog will show up at some point. Right. And save the day. <laughs> So uh, they they track down like a, a floor full of paintings, including a Mona Lisa, which a guy shoots with a laser to make sure that it is real. Yeah, That's true, because only the real uh, like uh, a reproduction can't give you yeah. feelings. Nah. Yeah, they're doing like a four a Fahrenheit uh, four fifty one and like yeah. you almost said nine eleven. No, of that I movie. almost said I almost said Fahrenheit four eleven. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Fahrenheit 454, what we rub on our sore muscles. <laughs> I was going to go Fahrenheit D40, <laughs> what we put in our hinges to make them squeak less. Yeah, yeah. Fahrenheit 404. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, that's when we go to websites that no longer exist. Correct. Yep. <laughs> Fahrenheit 409 is alternately a Beach Boy song and a cleaning agent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a great song. What a great cleaning agent. Send us some products, Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Shitbirds. Yeah. If I have to buy pet sounds one more fucking time. <laughs> if I have to buy 409 the cleaning agent one more time, I'll be upset. Send it to me, Mike Love. <laughs> and make sure Stamo signs it. Right. Get him. I want to hear his shitty bongo playing every time I <laughs> squeeze the trigger. <laughs> So, uh, they burn the Mona Lisa, among other valuable paintings. This Thankfully, begins... the Mad Hatters, perfectly fine. True. They're all in Upper East Manhattan. True. 
And this movie takes place in <laughs> this. The, the world is called Libria, but uh, yeah, like the nation is called Libria, but it looks like the ruins of uh, like a backlot of Paris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, like, Libria appears to be a walled city. Yes, and outside of it is a place they call the Nether. Yeah, which to me is like a really cool name for like a ghost world. Yeah, but for just like a couple burnt out houses. Just call it the wasteland like yeah, everybody yeah, else. Right. And again, I feel like in a lot of ways the the reach exceeds the grasp of this movie. And like if there was like a cool fucking like Mad Max wasteland with fucking weirdos and mutants yeah. out there, like yeah, it'd probably get in the way of your very important movie, but it would be so much fun. This movie mm. needed an extra fifty million dollars of budget. And uh And 30, probably like eight rewrites. Yeah, and thirty less minutes of movie. Yeah. Yeah, and about 400 more minutes of gun kata. Yeah, because just the whole first half of this movie is just, all right, it's uh, it's a dystopia, feelings are outlawed, there's a thing called gun kata, and did we tell you that feelings are outlawed? Because here's the thing, feelings, outlawed, and there's a gun kata thing? Let me break down gun kata for you. Oh, wait, before I do, though, this is a dystopia, we're all on board for that, right? <laughs> okay, cool, because in this dystopia, feelings Outlawed. Wait, 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 wait. Get the fuck out of here. But wait, but wait, John. Uh-huh. What about the gun cop? Oh, they've got Ooh. it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's there. God. We'll get to it later, though. But we're John, never going to talk about it Will again. they explain the gun cop? You know what? I think we better just to make sure that we're all on the same page. I know that we all think we know what gun cop is, but let's just like... Like how uh, every space travel movie has to stop and explain how their particular version of warp drive works. It's always mm. the same. It's a piece of paper with a pencil through it. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Pretty much every time. Yep. Either yeah. that or it's an engine that runs on fantasy. <laughs> hey, you know what? Event Horizon did both. Nice. That's true. Nice. <laughs> and they burnt out the eyes of one of our most versatile actors. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, basically what happens is they, they're leaving. Uh, Sean Bean stole Sean Bean a stole book. some yeats. Yeah, yeah, a book of yeats' poetry. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they go home. Long, this movie, so much bullshit happens. Yeah. You could start this movie literally at the halfway mark. Yeah, and be, be fine. fine. Yeah, right. Because Sean Bean, like, he gets, bu- like, he gives himself away by asking a by asking a question. His friends like, oh, every time we go to the to the Nether, Nether. Uh, you know, it, uh, I wonder. And he was like, oh, really? And he's like, what did you say? And he goes, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he tips his hand that he's been uh, feeling, feeling. So he's been skipping his doses, and he's been a sense offender. Sense. Two things that again, the movie will not fucking shut up about. Yeah, you got to take them doses. They got like a big, uh, uh, like Vespers call to prayer to take your doses. And what yeah. I love about it is they put so much effort into uh, drilling into the audience that these doses are super important, and then they hinge the entire plot of the movie on this this concept. Of dosing, and then it completely like undermines. We'll get there, but the bad guy's plan is fucking stupid. Yes, yeah. and there's no way he could have planned it. Nah. So as we we kind of get this is where we kind of get to see where um the the city of Libria works, which is everyone trudging around from. Nobody seems to have jobs. No, they just walk from place to place and get uh, what do you call it? Uh, Indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's big uh, fucking like 1984 TVs of father, who is the patriarch of this civilization, just saying the following items have been deemed EC10. The first thing is issue number 10 of EC Comics. 
because it's got some eye violence in it, and that's banned by the Comics Code Authority. <laughs> mm-hmm. Further things to be banned, anything written by Marv Wolfman, because we don't allow Wolfmans in our comics. Okay, and according to the Comics Code Authority. Now, you can still write comics, but they can't be about Wolfmans, and he's got to change his last name. Oh, we're in the 1980s, and there's an X-Men character called Wolf's Bane? Technically, he's a mutant and not a werewolf, so you got us on a technicality. But if you have one more blade or son of Dracula, we're going to bring the hammer down on you. (laughs) That hammer, of course, being the Comics Code Authority. (laughs) Thank you, John. Yeah, That was an excellent rendition. Thank you, Father. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, DC Comics is putting literal heroin usage on the cover of Green Arrow. Hey, Speedy had it coming. Right? You think you have all the answers, Green Arrow? (laughs) Well, your ward is a junkie. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, comic books are delightful. Oh, they're so good. Uh, They got banned by the comics book code. (laughs) So one of the the other things that's really noticeable about the world is that on every column in that people walk by, there's a little, like, child stool pigeon. Yes. (laughs) Pointing out sex offenders as they walk by. Literally, the children's entire job in this world seems to be uh, that they are A, mildly psychic, and B, to just go, (laughs) that guy's smiling! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that guy did a wolf man! (laughs) Yeah. Man, children suck. Uh, stop having them. So, a lot and then of all the children also, <laughs> all the children also have like Hitler haircuts. like flattened Hitler haircuts yeah, for do. sure. Well, right. I mean, they're you know little clerics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so the the kids, the whole job is they just rat people out, including Christian Bale's kid. Yeah, he's training to be a kid that rats people out. Uh, so eventually he can grow up to be a dad who rats people out like <laughs> right. Christian Bale. Right. Which also means that Christian Bale spent some time ratting people out. Oh, he's a big rat. He's so, a fink. Speaking of, yeah. he's a Barton fink. Uh, speaking not, of nah. Christian Bale ratting people out, he uh, tracks down his partner, Sean Bean, yes. in The Nether. Yeah. Uh, Sean Bean is reading Yeats. So yeah, you gotta put that boy down. That's true. You can't have Yeats. It's not right. Absolutely. And he quotes it from memory at one oh, point. Yeah, it's just, just like, uh, oh. Here's the thing. How are you supposed to impress any of your high school crushes if you can't plagiarize poetry in this world? Ooh, sure. This and also... Well, but uh, this is also... Re- this is a question I had in the movie. Is Christian Bale had a wife and kids, but how are you like fucking people without feelings? My guess is uh, white wine and That's misery. not allowed. I mean, no one is ever doing drugs My guess is it's probably something along the lines of the system in Demolition Man. Where you just go to a place and they oh, just suck the like stuff out of you. And then it just, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That was the other crazy scene. Like, So he kills Sean Bean as, ah, duh. Yeah, because he's, he's Sean Bean. reading he got all that old Irish poetry. But there's a scene where uh, Preston, Tristan Bailey, he's taken in front of the, like, vice daddy. Yeah, the voice of father. Yeah, yeah. But he's like the like the vice something. Robert the Bruce from Braveheart. Yeah, he's Robert the Bruce yeah. from Braveheart. He's vice daddy. He's daddy's little helper. And he's like, oh, Preston, I, you're a family man, right? And he's like, yes, sir. I've got a, a boy and a girl. What about your wife? He's like, oh, she died a couple years she was ago. A she was incinerated. Yeah, she was incinerated for... For, uh, for sense crimes. For sense crimes. Sense crimes. 
And he's like, and it was four years ago. And the guy's like, well, I hope you, like, you're... I hope, yeah, like, uh, why, why do you think you missed all the evidence that your wife was a sense offender? He's like, I honestly don't know, sir. Well, I hope in the future you're more vigilant. It is the future. All of this happened in the past. It's four right? years later. Four we are now ago. in the future. Which well, tells me that the bureaucracy of Libria is pretty bad if it took right, four years right. for him to come in for his review. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and again, there's just, there's so much in this movie that is clearly structured to be in the service of this being a movie, but the movie is also constantly asking you to buy into this world in a very, it's, it's just, it's, this movie is so satisfied with itself. It's very smug. And it really shouldn't be, because it has, this is that fucking kid that sits uh, in the back of AP English class with headphones on. And the teacher calls on him, and he gives a snide non-answer, and everyone's like, ah, ha, ha. And then come test time, he fills it out, and he's the first one done, and he slams it on the teacher's desk, and then gets a C. Yeah. Like, you did not earn the amount of arrogance you are walking into this with. <laughs> nah, man, he got a C. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's true. And Patrick's this... like, a C? Aim high. <laughs> yeah, right? When I was sitting in the back wearing headphones making comments, I was shooting for a D. <laughs> still technically passing. Right? And that's the thing. This movie definitely still technically passes. <laughs> but I really want to talk to this movie, like, at, like movie see me after class. Yeah. Movie, I can see your potential. And I can see whatever when you really focus on something, Ugh. I can see that spark, and it's gonna it's gonna serve you so well. But you're getting in your own way. You need to put in the work. Just for me, this next term, just for the next two months, I just ask you to just do your homework and just see what happens. Just see what happens. <laughs> you don't get it, old man. Gunkata. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, he's got guns and a skateboard! Ah, that is cooler than teachers. <laughs> uh, so, I... Yeah. Sean, Sean Bean is immediately replaced by Tay Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Who can't help but to show him hosting. Yeah, and Which, God knows, Tay Diggs, talk about smug. Yeah. Yeah. But on the one hand, I can't tell if this is the movie trying to tip its hand... With him being so obviously feeling emotions all right. the time. Right. Because if that's the case, shut up, movie, because you act like it's a huge surprise yeah. later. Yeah. But also, you can't fool me. That's Tay Diggs. And he's he's doing so much tongue acting. Yeah. Yep. He's what? very charming. So many like, big smiles. He can't turn it off. Yeah, he can't. Poor yeah, it just I I just I fundamentally don't understand like the the actions of this movie seem to go against its stated purpose yeah. in so many obvious ways. Yeah. So uh Tay Diggs and Christian Bale set up and they take down another They do a real training day. Yeah, they go yeah. to another like sense like uh, sense crime a sense offender camp. Once this again, one has a lady. This one has a, a well. That's yeah. at her house. Yeah, that's yeah. her house. Yeah, uh, but they, so they first they go to a yeah. camp. First they go to a camp and they like fucking literally just murder everybody there. And uh, this begins the pattern of every time they go to a sense offender's place, <laughs> they just murder everybody. They murder everybody, but, but before, and all of the 
all of the like all the sense art offense. And, yeah, all the sense offense and the art and the culture that they have is always hidden behind a false wall <laughs> that has to be destroyed. It has to be like, then, pickaxed down. And then every time you walk through that wall, there's clearly a door leading to that room <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's uh, insane. Yes, yeah, so they 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 take down well, like a group. We of should underground point out that goons. after Sean Bean dies, uh, like Christian Bale drops one of his prosiums. Well, yeah, that so that's kind of between. And then this, he doesn't take it. Yeah. yeah, between this raid and the the home raid that's coming up, Christian Bale uh, takes out his prosium doge before he brushes his teeth. And he accidentally knocks it onto the floor and breaks it so he can't take it. Right. Uh, yeah. And his little shitty kid is like, well, then you need to go to the requisite. Um, he writes something. The only thing worse than a kid is a Nazi kid. Oh, no. God. Uh, so he's supposed so to So he's go. like, all right, I'm going to go there. Uh, I'll go there before work. And the kid's like, that's right, you will. <laughs> yeah. like, fucking settle down. Yeah. Hey, man. You're 12. He's training to be a Nazi. Yeah, and also, I'm your dad, you little shit. He <laughs> calls him John, which I fucking love. <laughs> yeah. John. Uh, also, like, his little daughter is terrible at eating cereal. Yeah. Well, she doesn't put any milk in. That's true. It's a dry bowl of cereal that it, she just sort of pushes around it with It also spoon. looks a lot like unsweetened chocolate raisin bran sans raisins. Yeah, it's like the flakes of raisin bran, but with like the material of Count Chocula. Right, right. Chocolate Special K. Weird, right? That sounds pretty good. I'd play with it and not eat it myself. Right? I, I wouldn't they trust it. Do make chocolate special K? They, they make do. special K with chocolate nubs in it. Oh, nubs! Yeah. That's such an appetizing. And word. Uh, like freeze dried strawberry bits. Yeah, you yeah. can get those. Yeah, they're no good. Special just, K berry. If you're gonna get cereal, just get fucking cereal. Like no, even if you're getting like kashi, you are getting. Way more sugar than you need at that early in yeah. the morning. Yeah. So you might as well just fucking Jesus take the wheel <laughs> and yeah. grab all the blueberries you oh, can fit. Cookie crunch, cookie crunch. A, you don't need to cut a Mr. Goodbar into it. Ooh, nothing but crunch berries. That's another great one. Oops, mean, all crunch berries. Thank all you. Crunch it's my berries. favorite mistake. Yeah, definitely. I also do love Reese's for breakfast, which means that I froze a bunch of Reese's peanut butter cups and I'm eating them for breakfast. Correct. Ooh, nice. Uh, so, yeah, they go, they take down some sense offenders at, like, a warehouse. They go find this lady at yeah. her house. This is, like, the main, like... Because yeah. he, he never, uh, Christian Bale never got his re-up of no-feeling drugs. Right, right. So, so he just, went straight to work. He's walking around like an open wound. Yeah. Yeah, and he starts feeling. And so they go to Emily Watson's house, uh, uh, who was, she was very great on Chernobyl. Uh, not so much in Red Dragon. Uh, She's fine in Red Dragon. No, she is not. She is <laughs> the worst blind actor I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go to her house. They once again just smash down a false wall and find all of her... Behind her, an illegal mirror. Yeah. yeah. Uh, find all her, her art and stuff like uh, that. Christian Bale finds some Beethoven and puts it on and it makes him feels so hard. Uh, the Beethoven punches him in the fucking gut yeah. and he collapses to the floor in tears. Yeah. <laughs> Which just like, God can only imagine what happened if it was Marky Mark's feel it, feel it, feel the vibrations. <laughs> feel it, feel it. Because uh, that's a song that explicitly demands that you that feel. You feel. Mm. Yeah, well, because those vibrations are good. 
True. Yeah. True. If, it, if there were bad vibrations, he wouldn't want you to feel them. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's Marky Mark. 50-50 chance. No, that, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, any vibration originating from Marky Mark, probably a bad vibration. Like probably story. very racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Young Marky Mark, noted Nazi. Uh, current Marky Mark, noted piece of shit. Oh man, still? I thought he was just selling burgers. Now he's like super Catholic. Yeah. Oh, good for him. He's super Catholic and he's still on his whole like, I could have stopped 9-11 if I was on that plane. That plane never would have gone down. What did it Marky Mark? <laughs> <laughs> what did <it> if? <laughs> oh... Yeah, That's again, so silly. you may have noticed that this is famed actor Marky Mark. Yeah, right. God forbid you call him Marky Mark in person, though. He'd probably beat you half to death like he did those guys in that Korean grocery store. Yeah. That were allowing him to evade capture by the police that were chasing him. They were super doing him a favor. And he's like, ah, wait a minute, your race is different than mine. Punch. <sighs> Boston. America's yeah. best city. At <laughs> least <sighs> <laughs> they gave us Sam Adams beer. That's nice. It's all right. It's a fine beer. Yeah, it's perfectly all right. I, I mean, prefer it to like a bud. Yeah. They make the better of the two clam chowders. That is definitely true. That's true. You keep your tomatoes the fuck away from my yeah, chowder. God, that's so gross. Tomatoes on clams? What are yeah. you doing? A mi- the Manhattan clam chowder is a travesty. Ugh. Yeah. That's for Clamato drinkers, and Clamato drinkers are not my friends. (laughs) That is true. Anybody who makes a Bloody Mary with Clamato, first of all, they're making a Bloody Caesar and they're wrong. I was going to say, I just called a Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And also, fuck (laughs) them. If I wanted clam juice, I'll eat some fucking clams. Ah, you put enough vodka in that, it's not going to matter. Nope. No, it's going to be vodka with clams in it. (laughs) (laughs) Clam juice that burns. So anyways, uh, they take uh, Emily Watson in and he begins to interrogate her. She's got like a little perfume bottle uh, among her effects. And he starts feeling some feelings. Yeah, he's feeling feelings with that perfume bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Uh, is trying to borrow a feeling. He is (laughs) (laughs) reaching out with his glove of love. Yeah. Hey, these hurting hands need some healing. (laughs) Healing. Uh... Something jar of love? I don't remember. I, uh, God, I, you know, it's been a while since I've had uh, my copy of Simpsons Sing the Blues. Yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure that is on. Yeah, I think you're right. No, actually, that isn't, because that was all original blue standards that the Simpsons sang. Yeah, no, that's all, I think one. that's just like songs in the key of Springfield. That's what it and is. And that's just yeah. the songs from episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, and that now, that I, great. Yeah, now that I think about it, I think that came out before the Van Houten's split. No, it didn't. It's actually on that album, because we had that album. Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Great episode. Oh, fantastic episode. Oh, second second Simpsons recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Just watch The Simpsons. You should. As yeah. much of it as you can get. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You'll, deci- you'll decide when it's over. Don't go online and try also, to Google the yeah, golden no, years. And, you'll decide when and, it's and, not funny. And just let it ride in the background because it ends brutally and then comes back several times. True. It is, yeah, like it does. It, there's definitely a rise and a fall. Yeah. And then a rise and then a fall. And each time the sine wave, wave gets uh, sharper. Yeah. You know, like it, it settles into mediocrity. 
But there's still some good stuff in those later seasons. For sure. Yeah, Agreed. Absolutely. So anyways, uh, a bunch of stuff happens, and then uh, Christian Bale can feel... Well, Christian Bale gets a puppy at some point. They go... And they right, take down another, just, they take right, down they another take down sense down offender perks. warehouse, and outside they have a bunch of puppies, and like the all the soldiers who are there just like... They have these animals out here. I don't Why even do they know what they do. Keep them. Which again is just like, what is your rat situation like? Paris with no dogs. Yeah. Several breeds were made just to go and eat them rats. Uh huh. Right. What you doing with all them rats if you ain't got no dogs? Sure. And if, and if you government's thought... four years late on performance reviews, I bet <laughs> they haven't managed the rodent problem. Well, and and then just like just like John Wick, they said about like murdering a puppy and then they murder like eight puppies yeah thankfully christian bale saves one of the puppies because it licks his face yeah. and he walks off yeah and he's smuggling. like mumbling oh, there <laughs> might be some diseases in this puppy so i'm gonna take it to get tested <laughs> and then that night he drives the puppy out into the nether in his trunk uh i think like back to the kennel yeah that they found yeah he's him. trying yeah. to get in get rid of it yeah but it, it won't run away oh yeah and then a bunch whatever. of other cops show up and, and this is the, we're about, what, like 45 minutes God, in the movie? Maybe, Jesus, I don't know. Because this is now the second action scene yeah. of the movie. Right. right. Uh, so, like, event, like they try to, like, take him in, and then they finally realize he's a, a cleric, and they search his car, they find the puppy, and he's like, oh, no, I can't get busted on this. And this is where the movie turns the crank from pretty normal to, I'm gonna try to be a Sam Raimi. Yes. Yeah. Because the first thing he does, there's two guys holding shotguns at his head, and he slaps the shotguns out of their hands. So they that they spin, spin on their axis. In place. So yeah. that he can grab both of the barrels and then now, or, or both, both the, the handles. handles. So the barrels are now pointed at the heads of the cops what had them. And then, and then he, they zooms in to the cops' heads as they get blown away. And you yeah. see their eyes go, boo! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then this is like a little bit of gunkata. It's very brief, but he just like he does do a backflip off of a yeah. parked motorcycle. There's like yes. somersault kata is what happens. Yeah, he there. does a somersault and then a couple of uh, quick moves and just and this brutally is, murders all the cops. W- this scene also definitely proves because at one point he gets both of his pistols out and he's doing gunkata and it's like, oh, this looks fucking rad as hell when you're shooting it from above because you're right. just yeah. seeing like all this quick movement and these, like, really good squib work. Yes. And you're just seeing, like, the devastation of, like, one man standing perfectly still and just, like, 360 degrees taking out people around him. And it's right. like, oh, that's why it's fucking cool. All right. But when it's shot on a straight plane like this, or it's like, boring as hell. Or yeah. when it's shot over another character's shoulder. Yeah. That's what happens a lot in this movie. It's well, just you gotta like, put it on doing? the shoulder so the camera stays steady. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he kills true. these they're, cops. They're, you're, uh, you're the Mad Max to the right, cameraman's right, right, Furiosa. Right, exactly. Yeah. And the gun is a camera. We got there. Yeah. So he kills all these cops, goes home. Then the next day... Tay Diggs is like, I think you b- maybe. Oh no, they, they have practicing a samurai a, fight. Yeah, he does samurai yeah. stick fight, like a, a kendo fight. Kendo, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, they have a fight, and then uh, it's it's mostly like Tate Diggs trying to like. Get, it's trying to provoke a response. Yes. From, to see yeah, if Christian Bale like, is feeling. Like I wonder those if poor you're kids thinking, used to do to young Spock. Right, yeah. right. It's like, I wonder if you're thinking about who killed those people out there and whether or not we know. And clack, quick, clack, 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 clack. Is clack. Young Spock the sequel to Young Sheldon, or are they run? do they run in tandem? Well, they're, it, they're actually the same person. It's just separate timelines. Gotcha. Nice. Which one came up with... Bazinga. Ooh. Weirdly young, enough, young spot. Right? So that's what we must go back in time and avert. Gotcha. <laughs> nah, man. Young Spock loved bazingas. Here's the thing that uh, I, I think I found the object that most crystallizes my utter hatred of a lot of things that are wrong with just pop culture right now, which is a Funko Pop of that character, Sheldon, but it was a special limited chrome edition, and on the box it said, Bazinga! Nice. And it's just like, boy, if ever there was like a totem that I could curse. (laughs) Here's the thing, man. (laughs) This would be it! That show is garbage, but every time I see it, it warms my heart that David finally made it. (laughs) David from Roseanne? Yeah, Darlene's hard luck boyfriend. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I wanted that kid to succeed. I got no problem with Johnny Galecki. I think he's perfectly fine. I have liked him in other things. Oh, it's a garbage show. But Jesus Christ, that show is so aggressively... I mean, like, you know. Yeah. You know. But it's just so aggressively bad. Yeah. And I had never been so furious than when my father-in-law was like, I found this show I think you'd really like. (laughs) That's awesome. The only other time I've been as insulted is a friend of mine was looking for props for an Avengers parody stage show that she was putting together. And she's like, hey, do you own any Funko Pop? (laughs) Again, the confluence of if I could just get to that one chrome plated. (laughs) Let me ask you this though, John. Do you own any Funko Pop? I do want to know this. I don't. Thankfully, I don't. I got one piece of Funko Pop in like a blind box, and I threw it into the garbage. There nice, we go. Nice, nice. Yeah, no. You should have kept it, because then you could have given it to that lady. True, but it was like it was like a fucking Star Trek thing, so it wouldn't have worked. And you could have repainted it. The double thing that infuriates me even more is the only current Mystery Science Theater three thousand toys that you can buy of Crow and Tom Servo are both. Fucking shitty, super deformed Funko Pop (laughs) with dead, soulless eyes and just horrid proportions. They just, they look so shitty. It hurts so bad. (laughs) Anyways, we really gotta get to this goddamn movie. (laughs) All right, sure. What else next? They go by. I mean, we could probably just fucking skip to act. I, well, I was gonna say <laughs> the next thing they do is they go knock down another like God. sense offender warehouse so many with a false get wall raided. with another false wall. And full Christian of Bale like feels real conflicted about it, so he's not gonna kill anyone. So when the sense offenders are like, "Oh no, it's a cleric," he's like, "Don't worry, I'm like, I'm like cool." He does the yeah. same thing that like John Lithgow does to Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. He's like, "Go get out of here." No one likes you. Get out. But they're like, no, we turn around, you shoot us in the back. He's like, if I wanted to shoot you, I'd shoot you in the face. Which, like, fair point. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Worst case scenario is you get shot. Best case scenario is you get away. If you just stand there... No good scenario can There's possibly no way. happen. Uh, so, so they stand there like 
doofuses, and eventually he leads them through their own factory. Yes. To try the, to get them out. The same drug factory from Robocop, I swear to I, God. You are probably right about that, actually. So, but then, oh no, it's Tay Diggs! Oh, that bastard. And he's like, I well, set no, up a trap. Well, no, first they come across a couple other cops, and to avoid shooting them so they can't get to the ballistics, he flips his guns, holds Upside them by the down. barrel... Clicks a button and like little spikes come out. Spikes come out of the yeah. heel of his gun. And again, the first like thirty to forty-five seconds of this fight scene, it's all like hand-to-hand, kind of very close quarters yes. combat, and it's shot very poorly. Yeah, it's and there's you a lot can't of like tell what's happening. It's a Christopher Nolan Batman cinematography. Yeah, thing. but then the camera kind of gets up and out a little bit, and he starts shattering their visors with his spikes, and it's like, oh shit, this is rad. Yeah, yeah. it's totally rad. Yeah, yeah. Once, once they like. Give once they like show you the geography and you can follow what's happening, it's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the problem is he like he ejects the spikes from his gun and then he just beats them with it like it's a big floppy dildo. Right. For a good like ninety seconds and then you find out what the spikes do. Yeah. If it's he had, real weird. If he had like fought them for a while, realized that he wasn't getting through their armor and then, then activated the spikes them, and then, then, then blood all over yeah, the place. There'd be yeah. like a nice escalation to the fight instead of just like. Wait, why did he do that? Oh, why? Oh, all right. It's, I, it's check also, off spikes, and there is no boom. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is like the like third or fourth action scene we've had in this movie. Lots of people have died up into this point. Yeah. This is the first time we see even a hint of blood. Yeah. And this is R-rated, right? It's gotta yeah. be, right? Yeah. It's gotta be. There's so much gun shooting <laughs> and sword stabbing. But I mean, it could have been PG-13 because you true. really don't get a lot of blood. That's true. There's no boobs and no, no fucks. Yeah, that's also true. Uh, that's why that movie didn't get a star. Yep. <laughs> so uh, then, yeah, he leads them. So then, the, yeah, he leads them into, and then Tay Diggs is there. He's like, ha-ha, you led them into my trap just like you planned, right, partner? And he's like, uh, yep, sure, right. yep, all right. Uh, and Tay Diggs is like, here, you should take my gun and shoot these prisoners. And he's like, no, you should take your gun back, wink, wink. And you should shoot And you should keep this gun on your person at all times, wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, so then they, they take all, they, they, they... Uh, 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 execute all of the 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 sense yeah, all these sense uh, Christian Bale is like I'm I'm gonna finally go figure out what this underground resistance is all about. So he goes underground, yeah. like below the ground, you know like why? what they've been walking on like this whole time, eight feet underground. And there's a whole demolition man, fucking rat king right. city. Yeah, no. Underground <laughs> is not a metaphor. In except, this movie. except in this world, all of their lighting is natural because it comes through one foot holes in the sidewalk what? that literally anybody walking over it could look down Frosted on. Frosted glass, Mark. No, Frosted no. glass. It's a recruitment method because they know. Anyone who's feeling is eventually going to look down Charlie Brown's sad music style. Okay. And that's when they can make eye contact and be like, buddy, get down here. If you're not feeling, eyes on the horizon all day, every day. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. When was the last time you were angry and you looked up? Well, I, I'm going to tell you, let you in a little something, John. I don't ever look up. I only look at the ground. I don't want to accidentally make eye contact with another person. But here's the thing. if What if I know them? That's the thing. With feelings being obliterated, it doesn't matter. The most small talk you'll ever make is, hello, 
Greeting acknowledged. Goodbye. Too much! Ooh. <laughs> I would love to tell people when they greeted me, greeting acknowledged. <laughs> and then just stare at them coldly. Ooh, I'm going to try that tomorrow. I was rewatching <laughs> some, uh, some Dr. Katz, and I can't remember which stand-up they had, but he was like, I miss being in high school where the most small talk you ever had to do was nod. Yeah. And if you saw two people you knew, you just did the double nod. Damn right. I'm like, yeah, why did we ever lose that system? It was perfect it was and great. foolproof. It was mm. very, very And good. if you nodded at the wrong person, it didn't matter, because they'd be like, oh, oh, maybe I'll nod back. Top quality uh, nod, bro. Unless you were wearing a starter jacket. Ooh. <laughs> in which case, you were true. probably... Beat half to death. Yeah. This may surprise you. But that was you. for your awesome starter jacket. Sure. Uh, but they wouldn't have known you had it until you nodded that thing. Yeah, true, true. This may surprise you. I did not wear or own a starter jacket. I'm not surprised by that. Nope. Because I don't think they came in Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It would have clashed with my army surplus trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they came in new gods. Yeah, there right. was definitely a time that I realized uh, that I had made such a terrible fashion choice because I only wore sandals and shorts regardless of the weather. Nice. But when it was cold, I would throw on my army surplus trench coat, which would go to about knee length. And then one day I realized, oh, it looks like I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was golden. Why did you stop? (laughs) To the casual observer, this is very bad. You're just running around like getting ready to flash people. Oh, man. But I had shorts. I like They it. were cargo shorts. Oh, you had oh. so many things in your pockets. <laughs> That's the thing. I didn't. <laughs> I just needed to know that they were there ah. in case. Cargo shorts were where you needed them because in the one big pocket, you kept your cigarettes. And in the other big Was pocket, you kept your giant pre-flip cell phone. <laughs> Oh, no, wait. In my pocket, you kept uh, uh, your 60-second anti-skipped CD player. Ooh, nice. Your disc man. And the other pocket, all of the M&Ms you could hold. <laughs> Not bags of M&Ms. Loose M&Ms. <laughs> Woe be to you if it was above 65 degrees. <laughs> or especially linty. Because otherwise, then you just got one <laughs> big wet M&M. <laughs> that's pro- that's probably my Biden. favorite uh, Call of Duty expansion pack. <laughs> big wet M&M. <laughs> yeah, you pull it out. It's like a big Cronenberg M&M. <laughs> it's just your mouthing, kill me. I shouldn't be. Oh, no, mine was always just like, I got in a car accident. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, you were you're swerving to a different Cronenberg. All right. Hey, all Cronenberg's good Cronenberg. <laughs> so Christian Bale finds the underground. They find fucking dime store James Spader. Yeah. Yeah, Billy William Fitcher. Uh, and he's like, all right. Finker? Fitchner. Fitchner. So here's the thing. You need to, you, Christian Bale, I'm William Fitchner. I'm telling, I'm Captain Fitchner. And I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you uh, that you got to meet father. Because if you kill father, we can set off bombs that we've sent on all the drug factories. And we can basically interrupt the supply for one full day. And then like human nature will take over. And everyone's going to be Feeling up a storm. Christian Bale's just like, 
right on, but I gotta go feel sad about a lady for like 30 more goddamn minutes. Oh. Yeah. It's pivotal to note, and not really pivotal at all, but it's worth pointing out that uh, Billy Fitchner and uh, Lady, Billy Fitch. Billy, lady from uh, Red Dragon are both friends of Sean Bean, and that's how yes. we got to them. They're all friends of the Bean. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Red Dragon Lady is sentenced to be executed. Uh, Christian Bale has been doing this, like, like, uh, like Silence of the Lambs, but with love instead of feeling creepy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He keeps, like, interrogating her and wants to know, like, what is it like to feel? Yeah. These are too new to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my, uh, Ray Romano as It was good. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Put the Infinity Stones down! <laughs> Everybody loves Infinity Stones! <laughs> Look at Brad Garrett! He's an Infinity Stone! That's me, Brad Garrett. I'm the Infinity Stone. I'm so mad! I don't know what Brad Garrett sounds like. Something like that. It's hard to do. Yeah. It's I was trying to, to conjure a Brian Garrett, but it's tough because he's like really emotionless. Well, it's it's the, the same thing of uh, like Patrick Walbert. Yes, where it's like Warburton. You, Warburton, you think by hearing it, oh, that must be a super easy voice to imitate. But right. if you ever like sit down and really try, it's like, oh no, that's. That's impossible. The problem with Warburton is the fucking cadence. Yeah. Like, yeah. otherwise, like, if you're a deep voice guy and you try to do Johnny Bravo, you're pretty much in the right place, but it's the cadence of how he says stuff he's that's got, so hard yeah, to get. he's got such a unique delivery. Yeah. It's just fantastic. Go watch The Tick. Yeah. Fuck yes. He's real good in Go The Also, tick. every goddamn episode where he's dating Elaine in Seinfeld <laughs> yeah. is goddamn golden. Oh, God. uh, when with he the is... devils! <laughs> 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 my personal favorite was always the um, the when he's the sale when he gets promoted to salesman. Oh yes, yes, yes. car lot, and he won't give Jerry the deal oh. because he broke, broke up, up with him. Yeah, yeah. So, you said I didn't need the true coat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've um. only got it in red now. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah. That's, that's the other one with um, one of my favorite George bits of the uh, the candy lineup. Yes. Yeah. They were all Twix. <laughs> Twix is the only one with the cookie crunch. Uh, so fucking Christian Bale is sad because they're going to incinerate this lady that he's developed a weird crush on. Right. So then sure. he watches them incinerate his wife. Which yeah, he is, watches he the archi- yeah, he watches the archival footage. And I swear to God, there must have been a subplot where he forgot that he was there or, like, he couldn't remember Right, because yeah. they zoom in on him being there. Yeah, because it's treated like a revelation, and it's like, no, we we know that yeah. he... What? Yeah, and earlier in the movie, None when they mentioned that, new. he's like, yeah, I turned her in. Yeah. Yeah, no, somebody else caught her, but then he did yeah. the thing, yeah. But um, uh, but still, yeah, he was yeah. there. He remembered. Also, before they incinerate you, they put you in like a weird, like little red riding hood, like yeah, hood and cape. It's the best a thing red is... leather cloak. And it's before like they before they put you in the chamber, though, they take the hood and gently put it on your head like a yeah. little sleeping cap, yep. so you can skip into the incinerator. <laughs> yeah. la la. Yeah. Uh, so Christian Bale's like, I gotta stop this execution, and runs down to the fucking incinerator, and they're like, Ah, sorry, boss, we initiated the time lock. It's incinerating time. You fucked. 
Uh, so he sees her incinerated, and then he runs out into the streets and starts crying, and that's when Tate Diggs is like, I fucking knew it! Yeah. <laughs> when Tate Diggs punches him in the face. And then he takes him to, like, a shopping mall to throw him down at the foot of everybody in the mall to be right. like, look at this guy! This guy's crying! He's got feelings! Ooh, see? <laughs> see? Well, Punch, kick! Listen, man, if I ever catch, like, the world's greatest outlaw, I am definitely gonna announce it to everybody at the Manchu Walk. And that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the most important announcements happen. <laughs> right. But there's another thing in this movie that feels like a running gag, but they don't really commit to it, of like, Tay Diggs keeps saying like, he keeps saying, I told you I would make my career on you. Yeah. Yes. Except... He never did in the first place say that. Like you know, they he did. Did the, they? Yeah, the yeah, first says, time they meet, they said this would be a real career opportunity for me. Yeah, is what he actually says. Right. In he the never. Thing. He never says like I'm going to make my career on no, you. No. Yeah. No. No. So yeah. like he keeps calling back. It's like if Arrested Development never had a first episode. Right. <laughs> it's just like what are all these references? What's, What's a happening? banana stand? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tay Diggs brings him in to fucking Vice Father. Vice Daddy. Uh, the Bruce. And he's like, uh, I brought him, he's been feeling, and he's been working with the Resistance. And they're like, send someone to his apartment and search it. And he's like, no, just check his gun records and you'll see that he was fucking killing all the people that were on our side. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, well, Christian Bale, what do you have to say? He's like, I told you I'd bring you the traitor, and I have. And he points to Tay Diggs, and Tay Diggs is like, what? He did a gun switcheroo. Yeah, back there at that uh, factory, switch guns And Tay Diggs is like, no, he, he must have switched guns. I have his gun. And Christian Bale's like, of course you do. You took it when you arrested me. Ooh. Oh! So they take they take Tay Diggs away. He cries and screams on the way out, clearly feeling right. Uh, and then and Christian Bale like Christian Bale's like, uh, hey, so do I get to see Father now that I've like brought you the greatest criminal mastermind? Yeah, like, Tay yeah, as soon as you put right. on your dress white. No, no, no. They say no. You absolutely cannot. The only thing that could get you an audience is if maybe you bring us the rest of the resistance. Oh yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. So he's like sure. Sure, I so will he do talks that. to Billy Fitch and the Funky Bunch. He goes down to the underground again, the six feet underground. Yeah, the sewers brings them the up. The basement. Yeah, turns them in. They take them all in. It's all part of their big plan. And then, like when Christian Bale gets in his dress whites, he gets in a limo. He's all. Oh, he gets a sash. Yeah, yeah. A sash and a, sa- a ceremonial sword. Yeah. He gets taken into a room, and they're like, "Before you meet Father, we have to test you to make sure that you're not feeling." And he's like, "Test." Oh. Yeah, and they wow. hook him up to uh, to an e meter, an e meter, <laughs> to see if he has enough or too much thetans. Yeah, in. you got to find out. Only oh. one copy of Dialectic survived the World War. Yeah. Dianetics, yeah. Yeah, prosium keeps your thetans at a very specific level. Correct. Whether that's high or low. <laughs> yeah, who knows? That's for Tom Cruise to decide. Yeah. True facts. We also skip- hey, Tom Cruise, come be on our podcast. Yeah, Tom Cruise. You can talk about thetans all you fucking want. You really can't jump on the sofa, though. That's true. That's true. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if you pay for it, you probably I mean, can. he's pretty tiny, though. He probably can't break it. You're the perfect height, Tom Cruise. To jump on this sofa. Come yes. down here and be unchallenged yeah. on all of your worldviews. The rest of us who are regular person size will not jump on this sofa. Correct. But, but you, but you might have at it. Cut loose. Here's the thing, though. If you look at the footage, he didn't actually jump. He just, like, got up on it. Yeah. 
Well, he was so excited, it seemed like he jumped. And, like, here's the thing. If you actually watch it, like, not to be that guy, but in context, uh, fucking Oprah is definitely, like, egging him on yeah, to yeah. be bigger and weirder. Sure. The couch jumping thing never bothered me. It's yeah. like the Howard Dean scream. Right. Like, it's yeah. not a big deal. We just blew it out of proportion. The thing that bothers me are, like, all the videos that leaked of him standing there giving, like, a 20-minute interview Ooh, yeah. about how great Scientology is, how evil Mark. psychologists are, and the whole time it just plays the Limp Biscuit version of the M- of the Mission Impossible riff and yeah. it just goes ding 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 Ding, 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 well, here's ding, the thing for 20 minutes. Here's yeah. the thing that you don't get about Scientology that he does. If there's a car crash, everyone else is going to drive by, but a Scientologist is going to stop because they know they're the only ones that can truly help. Ah, I was trying to remember what crazy thing he said, and <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's it. He's the only one who can sure. really help. How do they help them? By aban- putting them in abandoned hospitals and making them clean the place with toothbrushes and their own piss? Hey, Buddy, where do you think new them. Scientologists come from? Right. Piss. They come Kidnappings? from... Kidnappings? From getting rid of or adding to the total number of thetans, the, whatever the number of is that is correct... Uh, sure. From your e meter, or just making celebrities fuck and then taking their kids. You're all, <laughs> you're 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 a real religion with true things to offer society. True, they are very litigious. We should probably go ahead and slap a disclaimer on this here parody comedy all right, show. Here we go. That definitely <laughs> isn't serious, and we're not making fun of Scientology. Also, I don't have any. Hold money. on, wait, wait. Everything I just said, just add allegedly to it. Ooh, good call. And I definitely mean that. He does, allegedly. You know what? Uh, Tom Cruise, change our mind. Come down to this podcast and change our mind. If we can record at your place, fine. He ain't coming here. Nah, I'll let action star Tom Cruise sit around on my sofa. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. Can't jump on it, it's new. (laughs) Think of the property value, though. Yeah, Tom Cruise was here. Tom Cruise was right here. Yeah, but now Tom Cruise, now that he's got the stink of the mummy on him. (laughs) That washed off immediately when he did that Mission Impossible movie where uh, fucking Superman had to cock his fists to fight. Whoa, fist cocking. It was just okay. All right. Anyway, are we uh, done with this movie? Yet? Well, Christian Bale oh, is yeah. in the fucking the the. He gets, he's getting he's audited. in father time. Yeah, he's getting audited. It's a little like fucking like truth uh, lie detector yeah. machine, uh, and they're like, "All right, first question: How do you get a weapon away from a cleric?" And then who shows up but Tay hey, fucking Diggs? He's like, "You ask him for it." Whoa! Whoa. Reverse Whoa. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, so the big, like, the picture of Father on the screen starts talking directly to Christian Bale, which is the first sign that the acid you took is working way too well. Nah, man, that's when it's working just right. <laughs> uh, and he's just like, ha, ah, so we, like, tricked you. We had to, we kept trying to send agents to infiltrate the resistance, but they kept not working because they would always, like, you, the resistance could tell that they're not feeling because they have the same fucking squiggle technology that we do. Yeah, right? it's important to note the Resistance definitely e-meters him when he first goes down yeah. there, too. Uh, and so they're like, so what we had to do is we had to find an agent with the capacity to feel, but didn't know it yet, and just, like, egg them on so that they would naturally join the Resistance, and boom, we got, like, a Manchurian candidate. Except, fuck you, bullshit, 
He accidentally knocked the dose off his bathroom sink. You didn't plan. Like if they had, right. if they had said like, oh, you know, like if there was a problem with his requisition, and they're like, oh, sorry, sir, you're at your quota, and you won't get more until tomorrow. Okay, you manipulated the system. I get right. it, but there's no fucking way you somehow planned for him to accidentally knock it off his sink. Right. What you missed is the very like small opening in his mirror of a guy with a straw going <laughs> <laughs> and right. just forcing the slightly imperceptible change of his elbow to knock down that little yeah. vibe. But that's even the thing, is he says he took it out before he brushed his teeth, and I never do that. Yeah. So like I guess was the person in the mirror also whispering, take out your dose. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on the sink. It'll be great. That, I think that series of lines yeah. is complete horseshit. I think that's meant to imply that because he's late taking his dose, he does something different and out of his routine. I think it's meant to imply that he knocks it down on purpose. Right, but that's not a thing the government could have predicted oh, or made him Absolutely right. not. He no. is not manipulated into doing that. Like, that's the crux of this plan that doesn't make any fucking sense. And if you did a second draft, you'd have been like, oh, I guess we'll make it. Do it like fucking Brazil, where like a fly gets trapped in the typewriter and the wrong arrest warrant goes out. You know what I mean? Like, sure. you have so many other ways to make it the government's right, fault. Right. But, anyways. Uh, it turns out that, that, that father is actually just vice daddy the whole time. Yeah, father died been dead years, years ago, yeah. and vice daddy's been running things the way he wants now, to. Now, in one of the weirder segments of things that happens is that, uh, at this point, Christian Bale, whose, like, E-meter is going off the charts with all of the, like, feelings he's having. It's a polygraph. Let's just call it a polygraph. flat lines when he decides, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, I'm gonna kill everybody, and that apparently means he stops having feelings or a heart rate or like yeah and then the guy administering it goes oh, oh shit shit <laughs> and here's what's great so they took away his ceremonial katana but forgot to frisk him for the two guns in his sleeve yeah. the two guns in his sleeve with <laughs> the mechanical arms that shoot them out of his sleeve right. like desperado definitely and then he gets to shooting and this, and this is where is, this is another pretty good action sequence. Yeah. yeah, this one's pretty neat. This sequence where he's like gun kata in guys in this room. In the hallway, and, and when he throws hallway. his clips out in front of them. With and the then, weeble wobble bottoms. Yeah, right, and gun and just gun katas everybody, and then reloads by just pounding the clips he tossed out in front of them before. Yeah, That's he pretty finally right. runs out he of ammo. He kills a lot of guys. Oh my god, he shoots a lot of guys. He yeah. runs out of ammo for his two pistols, so he like kick flips an assault rifle over his shoulder yeah. into right. his hands. Shoots some more people. It's good uh, stuff. Then he walks into Vice Daddy's office. Vice Daddy's in there with Tay Diggs, who's like sitting on the corner of the desk. Like, I did good job, Dad. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he go- Thanks for taking me to work. It's neat to see your office. Right. And Vice Daddy's office is like full of color and art, and it's like very clear that, like. Yeah, it's so. Like, right here, this is the like, oh, like throughout the whole movie, both Tay Diggs and Vice Father have been like having small but contained emotional outbursts. Right. But, and it's like the the first time it happens, you're like, oh, they're hypocrites and they're feeling. But the movie still doesn't think you get it. So after a while, you think, oh, they're just bad actors. Right, right. yeah. And then in this scene, you're like, oh, the movie is definitely communicating that we should know right now that they're both feeling. Right. But no, that revelation still doesn't come until later. Yeah. 
Uh, so he fights some fucking goons in daddy's office. Yeah, some more goons come out from behind this the is things with, with katanas. So he matches katana for katana. Yeah. And just does like a whirling dervish of death. Yes. Yeah, which is actually pretty decent. Though the cinematography is really poorly shot, but all the cuts are really visceral and satisfying. Also, yeah. when it's over, there's literally a drop of blood on his sword. Right, right. He kills like 15 people with a sword. The only thing I can imagine is like there must have been a cut that had blood and the MPAA was like, take it out. Right. And if I, they take it out of one scene, they gotta take it out of everything. My bet is that they were like, you know what's gonna cost us a goddamn fortune? <laughs> yeah. Putting blood on everything. And we gotta keep on like making like Because you gotta clean them up and then re-blood them every time yeah. you shoot. Yeah, no, that was a cost. That's a good thing. point. Yeah. So then Tay uh, Diggs. Tay Diggs comes in for the mini-boss fight. He's just yeah. like, oh, I see you killed all my goons. Well, let's see what happens when you try to fight me. He is... Immediately cut down. Yeah, yeah. He, is, he is dispatched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's four quick slinks, 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 and then Christian Bale just walks away. Uh, both of Tay Diggs, Tay Diggs' sidearms drop out of his jacket. He falls to his knees, turns around, and his face comes <laughs> off. Great kill. His Great kill. face just fucking slides off yeah. like a piece of wet salami. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so great. It's, it's a good real one. good. It's, it's the most one. anime thing in the movie. No, the most anime thing in the movie is about to happen where Vice Daddy Daddy is just like, all right, we're going to have a gunfight. So they basically have close quarters block and deflect <laughs> with just guns. guns. They're, They're literally inches away other. from yeah. each other, giving yeah. each other tinnitus. <laughs> so much tinnitus. Like, it takes a lot of my willpower not to imagine some kid, like, taking this footage and re-editing it to, like, system of a down for a cool yeah. anime music video. Right. No. For new ground. Drowning pools bodies. <laughs> One, something. Something's wrong with me. Two. Something's wrong with me. Three. Something's wrong with me. I will say there's one thing. Uh, there's I because uh, I did watch my fair share of anime music videos sure. as a fucking shitty teenager. There's one that I wish I could find again because it was so earnest, <laughs> but but so ridiculous. It was uh, Vampire Hunter D. Oh, I love Vampire Hunter D. Fucking great goddamn oh, anime. he's got like a person in his hand. He's got a face shit. in his hand because yeah. he's a dumb peel, which is like a daywalker, basically. Yeah. And oh, it's like a, it's like Castlevania the anime. It's, it's pretty rad. fucking good. But it's that sliced together with uh, Dracula. Oh, yeah. Nice. And goddamn, is that and someone took what is his Dracula? Is it that big stupid car? Dracula. Mm. It's the Munster's car. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's what Herman Munster wrote uh, when he was like a stock car racer for an episode. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what his car was. The Dracula. Yeah, and in the back seat is the living dead girl. Yeah. Yep. And they're gonna go down to Cripple Town. Because he's the scum of the earth. <laughs> ah, rest in peace, that guy from Devil's Rejects that just recently Sid Hague, passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Did not, I uh, did not care for House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, Devil's Rejects is mostly good until it ends with like, these characters were uh, pretty cool, weren't they? <laughs> no! <laughs> we learned a lot. We got new friends. <laughs> well, that movie Love ends. Love That it movie ends is like... Freebird. Well, the movie, the whole movie is just like here are the three, the three, the three four worst, people. worst people that ever, and going on like a terrible murder rampage, and then then when and the, then halfway when the cop through, gets them, and it's like 
But who's the real monster? Right. Still them. Right. <laughs> and the cop. We can all be monstrous. <laughs> you asshole. But the cop is at least focusing his murder rage to serial killers. <laughs> That's true. He's like a Dexter. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the fact that it ends with them like driving down the freeway to Freebird in a hail of heroic gunfire. The, the entirety of Freebird. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, damn. That's like 12 minutes. It's yeah. like like the whole opening is them just driving to have a good time, and then there's the blockade being set up, and then as they like speed toward the blockade is when like, the guitar solo yeah. kicks in, and it's just like two minutes of just like... Yeah, it's just, it's so infuriating. The whole first chunk of that movie is the best horror movie I have ever seen. Yeah, for it is sure. so chilling and horrid and just like oppressive. Everything that takes place in that motel. Oh, God, it's so good. And then when they get to fucking like Uncle Trader's Land of Mirrors, and it's just like, oh, this is kind of racist and really gross in like a not fun way. And then, yeah, the, the cop shows up, and it's just like, but uh, isn't he the real monster? And aren't these guys actually just, like, living free? They're just fighting back against the man, man. So, so like, I haven't seen fucking what, No Room Left in Hell or whatever the third one is called. Uh, three from Hell. Yeah. yeah. But I uh, probably won't, nah. all things considered. Fair. I'm pretty much off Rob Zombie. Mm, that's fair. I like his music. The last good thing he did movie-wise was that uh, trailer for Werewolf Women of the SS yeah. for Grindhouse. Nice. It's fucking good. It's really good. I actually really like uh, the opening of Halloween 2. Sure, where it's like, oh, this is a comedy. Well, no, so the opening of Halloween 2 is, of his Halloween 2 is... Michael Myers is in, like, this insane asylum after the events of Halloween 1. Yeah, doesn't and he, like, slam a nurse against a wall, like, 90 goddamn times? I mean, like, yeah. Oh, you're trying to be funny, Rob Zombie. Well, the whole thing is also, the whole thing is also, it's set to Knights in White Satin. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, nice. it's a really effective sequence. It's really well done. And then the rest of the movie is hot trash. But, oh, man, that opening sequence is real good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so well, uh, oh, yeah. So yeah. Robert the Bruce is uh, so fist just jockeying like, with yeah. pistols. Uh, finally, he runs out of bullets, and Christian Bale's got the upper hand. And he's like, "Wait, I live, I feel. Can you shoot me now?" And it's like, "Motherfucker, we've known since your first goddamn scene that like, you also, felt." I've been feeling for like days, and I've killed so many people. Right. Also, What's the entire more? premise of the movie is that. Feelings lead to violence. <laughs> no, Patrick. I can't believe I have to tell you this again. The premise of the movie is that feelings and gunkata can coexist peacefully. peacefully. Yes, yeah. like the like the albino alien in Alien Resurrection. Yeah. It can be both yes. things. Or like, basically what this movie is saying is that gunkata and feelings are the same thing, just like the Skeksis and the Mystics and the Dark Crystal. Yeah, fair, fair. Are you saying the equilibrium was inside me the whole time? No, yes, it's and between we Gunkata yes. and feelings. <laughs> and once we jam you into that crystal over there, it's going to fix everything. Nice. 
Boy, uh, real quick, the the new Dark Crystal is very good, but it's got that prequel problem of like, but we know how it's going to end, but that does not take away from the fact that Mark Hamill is so good as a wacky scientist Skeksy. It is <laughs> amazing. I'm going to watch it still. Yes. There is one point where he just yells, yes, drain, drain. <laughs> <laughs> it is so good. Nice. Uh, I just want more of the, uh, what is it, the uh, the Chamberlain Skeksis? The mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. There's like a, he of the sexual hmm. There's a lot of Skeksy snot in the Ooh, new one. Yeah. Just like lots of oozing out of different orifice of yeah. Skeksy. It's I'm real it. gross and good. Uh, so yeah, so, so he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, I was like, are you willing to like, you willing to kill me? And he's like, he's like, that's the price I'll pay gladly, and shoots him. Yeah. Uh, then he goes to fucking it where a bunch of nerds. It's it's like a twenty person Devo cover band. Right, right. Is hacking away computers, the, and they're like, I guess in charge of the broadcasts. So he's just he like gives them a look, and they're like, oh, we're out of here, and just shoots all the monitors. Yeah, and he shoots yeah. out all the like. He gunkotters them. And I guess that's the signal to the resistance to blow up the bombs. But right. I, I right. thought yes. the whole point was the entire resistance got arrested so that he could see father. Well, I think that. So who's setting off them bombs? I think that there's just like that one group of guys got arrested, got, like and the, the bomb yeah. guys were still out. Because w- William Fickner b- tells Christian Bale like, "Hey, yeah, we t- we're way bigger. Right He's yeah. like, we're way bigger than yeah, you think. Yeah, yeah, we're way bigger than so that. So what? What I think is hilarious is they start playing. The closest approximation to uh, Rage Against the Machine that they could find without having to pay too much for it. But, like, then there's a whole bunch of citizens immediately start rioting, a whole bunch of explosions start happening, and all of our main characters smile. Yeah. And it's like, finally a happy ending we can all get behind. Right. Yep. All the kids, the kids are happy, Christian Bale's happy, the dog's happy. Like most of the movie, it is... Very confused as to what it thinks it wants to say, and is definitely not succeeding in communicating anything coherent. Right. And incredibly self-important. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's it. That's yeah, the that's end. It. And I credits, baby. I'm really glad that we saw this because when I was in high school, I fucking loved this movie and would evangelize it to anyone who was willing or unwiling to listen. It Same was really here, popular in high school. Uh, and I remember getting into like a really heated argument with uh, my friend's boyfriend about like I was saying Equilibrium's better than The Matrix and he's like in what way? Fuck you it's better it's so cool <laughs> like I was so incensed that it wasn't just so self evident how great but like no no you you were right yeah you yeah. were you were absolutely right, and thanks again for that Mountain Goats tape. <laughs> <laughs> I love that somewhere there's a guy who's like, you'll never believe this asshole I met in college. <laughs> his name is Chris. I will not say his last name. Don't dox him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I remember this was pre... This was back when uh, John Darnell was still... Pu- this was like right when Tallahassee was first starting to like hit big. So he, uh, he gave me uh, a tape of the Mountain Goats, that was a tape of all the stuff that John Darnell had recorded on a boombox. Mm. Okay. Because he didn't get a studio until Tallahassee. Right. So it was like this weird, like, facsimile of a facsimile, like a copy of a copy, like from uh, Like the third clone yeah, from yeah, yeah, Multiplicity. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's, so like, I got into Mountain Did that Goats. tape also like pizza? 
Oh, it did. Nice. <laughs> I fed it every night, and I took it for walks, and I cleaned up after it. Uh, but no, thanks for getting me into the mountain goats right on the razor's edge of liking the mountain goats becoming insufferable. Yeah, mm. fair. And this so, is going to take us to bullet points. That's the movie. Bullet points! And our first bullet point is body count. <laughs> Body counts. Get out, get out of here, Brian Garrett. It's me, Hulk Ray Romano. <laughs> I gotta smash. You don't understand. I gotta smash. I'm, I'm cutting this whole episode. John, what do you think the body count of uh, Equilibrium is? Well, so Equilibrium itself posits a very interesting uh, conundrum. Do people without feelings even count as people? Yes, they do. They're still humans, you fucking monster. Uh, I'm going to say... How many of those humans died? uh, uh, 130. Oh, 130. I was going to go with a cool 75. Wow, okay. Well, playing by Price is Right rules. Patrick, you are the loser. Oh, Uh, You didn't even come close. John, you were only half there. What? <laughs> 262 Jeez. deaths. What? In equilibrium. 262. You're forgetting about all those raids they go on in the first half of I the guess movie they do go that are super raids. boring but with super high body counts. Yeah. yeah, most of them are just straight up execution lines. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and at true. the end, he kills so, so many, many goons. Many a lot of goons, yeah. All right, that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Patrick, what do you think the best kill of Equilibrium was? Uh, At some point, uh, it's when uh, uh, Christian Bale is trying to convince the idiots in one of the raid houses that they need to run away, like when he's first turning good. And then two of the cops come up to him and they're like, hey, what are you doing, man? And uh, he dispatches one of them pretty good, but then to the second one he turns and he just punches him in the face three times (laughs) until he just busts his visor right into his face. And that pleased me a great deal. It's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, John, it's time to ask Mark what his favorite kill is. Mark, what's your favorite <laughs> kill? Oh, no! Take Diggs getting his face cut off! Oh, that's no, that's what I was gonna take! Smash. I know! Uh, I, I'm surprised Patrick didn't take it. Nah, I, made a huge I was being extremely charitable and letting you guys have it because I did have a backup best kill. Oh, man, it's so satisfying. Oh, it's good. Uh, because his face falls off. Yeah, his guns fall to the floor and, and there's like a trickle it's, of blood. It's so I want really to take... His face off. <laughs> uh, but this one just lands on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Gets dusty. Uh, it's really great. It's also like the digital effect of it is only kind of good. Yeah. It gets about 80% there. Yeah. Ooh, it's a real yeah. great. It's pretty clear that they just freezed the frame in Photoshop and just had just like, dragged <laughs> his face <laughs> off. Yeah. It's yeah. like Poochie leaving Earth. <laughs> they just pulled the cell off of the page. Right. John, it's Mark's turn to ask you what your favorite kill is. Uh, the motorcycle cops at the dog killing scene. Uh, the ones where he spins the shotguns around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because it zooms in and their eyes get really big and you know that their last thought is, Ooh. Right. This is very great. This is really yeah. good. Also, point blank shotgun blasts. To the good. face. That means yeah. you'll never identify those guys. Also, Correct. their shotguns cock... By the handle? Yes. Yeah, there was some stuff with guns that didn't make sense. 
Yeah, there was also a thing it just on didn't. like on the on the cleric's sidearm. You could lock, semi-automatic, or full, full automatic, automatic. Yeah, which to my understanding. Pistols can't do. You could. They would jam almost immediately. You could do it. I think you can do it, but like you'd be out your 15 bullets in like two seconds. Less probably. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like one shot, one or two shots. Yeah. If you went full on. You know what? If you only got one shot, would you take it? Mom spaghetti. Thank you. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, uh, yeah, because he also one-hands the shotgun, which is... And it's not even a sawed-off. Like, it's a full yeah, shotgun. Yeah. And he one-hands it's it, like and a, it's no yeah. kickback on it. It's like, like a com- it's like a combat shotgun, too. It's got that little nub yeah, for your second was, hand to go on. It was weird. It was, I mean, good kills, but it was yes. weird. It's going to take us to our next bullet point. Now, because this <laughs> takes place in a future society where Geneva is rubble... And there aren't really too many good weapons in the movie. They're all pretty much the same. Guns. We're forced to to create another new bullet point. Ooh. Best feeling. Ooh. Best feeling. John, what's the best feeling? Um, that feeling of, like, when you get, like, a really good slice of New York-style pizza, Ooh. and it folds perfectly oh, in half. Yeah. Mm. You know, not even having to take a bite of it, but you yeah. just, the weight is perfect, where you just lift the two corners with your thumb and your index mm-hmm. finger, and the rest of it just, just slides. slides. Oh, yeah. very nice. But the cheese, and this is very important, doesn't pool in the center. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It still sticks to the sides, right. and you get that little droop. Of the tip. Yep. Where you're like, this is happening now. That's how the pizza lets you know what part gets eaten first. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Patrick, what's your best feeling? Stoned. Oh, I mean jazzed. (laughs) He's got some of those jazz cigarettes. Yeah. To be fair, stoned is an affliction, not a feeling. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Technically, it's a symptom. Is it? It's a collection of symptoms. It's a state of mind, man. Whatever, you're just poisoning yourself. Oh, God, you're such a square. <laughs> I no, The last time I did was at a game night that we had, and I forgot how numbers worked. Hey. And I'm like, nope, this is too embarrassing for me to ever do again. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I'm officially too old. <laughs> Mark, what's your best feeling? I'm going with stoked. Stoked. stoked? Yeah, it's like being psyched for something. But cooler. Yeah, it's a little bit easier than that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you're cheering at the game, but you didn't paint yourself. Exactly. Also, I can do things to fire with it. Yeah, like stoke it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the Comics Code Authority. One more time. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. I didn't mention any Wolfman. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Stoking is banned. Fire is banned. Uh, frankly, this whole operation below board. Oh, no. Now, you fellas better bring your funny books up to code, or I'm going to bring the G-Men down on you. You don't want that, do you? The G-Men? Do you mean the New York Giants? (laughs) That's right. They're thirsting for blood. Your blood. Is that what Eli Manning's doing now? I mean, he ain't playing football. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you boys got 24 hours to bring this whole operation up to code. You hear me? You hear me? Or we'll drain your blood into the red ink like that kiss comic we let slide. Jesus. Nice. Good kiss comic. I'll let myself out. Goodbye. Good day? Thanks. What a fucking asshole that oh, guy God, was. Oh, God, such a square. 
Good thing you didn't see my all my signed Wolfman Jack paraphernalia. Yeah. This place is lousy with Wolfman. All right, it's me, George Lucas, uh, director and writer of American Graffiti. I I got to meet Wolfman Jack. He's a uh, the soundtrack of my youth. Get the Yikes. fuck out of my house, yeah. George Lucas. Take your flannel shirts with you. Are you sure? I brought I brought over no, the only I existing. Don't need one. I, I, don't I brought need in one. the only existing copy of Radio Land Murders. Ooh, I want to keep going. Keep uh, going. <laughs> Patrick, keep actually, going. I'm gonna have to side with George Lucas on this one. No, no, no. Don't do it, man. No, don't no, do no. It. Don't do Radio it. Land Murders is a delight. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Do it's, it uh, it it's like Quiz Show, but almost as funny. <laughs> it was, oh, uh, and Quiz Show was so funny. It's a laugh a minute. It's my first project with my producer Rick McCall. Who uh, later helped me with my special editions? Sure, and I appreciate that you gave the world the the, the prize of Brian Ben Ben. Of course, yeah. Star of Dream On. Yeah, I, I wouldn't deprive the world of that. Uh, you should you know. have. You shouldn't you be off building a shitty museum somewhere? Oh, you're right. In uh, in California, it was going to be here in Chicago, but your parks district uh, they didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is infuriating, because I was going to literally pay for it out of my own pocket. I'm actually very annoyed about that. Yeah, no, I, I'm on board with you Because <laughs> normally, whenever someone is like, hey, we're going to build a thing that's going to be like, oh, it'll generate tourist revenue, it's always like, give us a bunch of tax breaks, you jerk. But George Lucas was literally going to pay for the whole thing out of his out own of pocket. pocket. Yeah. Yeah. He was just and doing gift it. it to the city. But they, they wanted to Washington keep that... Park, man. But they wanted uh. to keep that strip of nothing... Just nothing. That strip of nothing is supposed to be something. A parking lot. <laughs> it's supposed to be a historic park. Designed yeah. by Frederick Law Olmsted. Fuck that guy. He ain't no Burnham or Root. He can eat my butt. Oh, I mean, shit. Technically, he worked on the master plan with both of those guys. Hey, Patrick, you ain't no Burnham or Root. You can oh, shut up and shit. eat my butt. I mean, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Not the butt-eating. Oh, okay. <laughs> the me not being Daniel Burnham. That's sure. true. They were like, well, how can we sequester off all the pores? Yeah. Oh, I know. Put them in them temporary buildings. Yeah. Oops, they all burned down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> hooray for the white city. Uh, so anyways. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, 140 years wasn't enough. Nah, nah, nah. Richie Daly is not dead yet, so we shouldn't be calling this the White City. (laughs) (laughs) Give it some time. Uh, So so that's going to take us to uh, our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Equilibrium an action movie? Uh, It should be. Yeah. The, the, the equilibrium that lives on in my memory is an action movie. This one only gets about halfway there. Again, if it were, if it, if it leaned into how stupid it is, and if it cut 30 minutes out, this would be a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. But it's like a, you know, B, B minus... Or C+, depending on my mood. Well, we haven't gotten to final reviews. This is True. just, a, is it's it an action, action movie movies. or not? C plus <laughs> or B minus. Patrick, is Equilibrium an action movie or not? I'm going to go with no. Mostly because there's A, not enough action, and B, the action is not actually the point. The big, dumb, philosophical diatribe is the point. And that, I can't give it to you. No, no, this came out in a post-Matrix world. you got to add some fucking uh, droll monologues. 
That's not true. About Cocteau. Plenty incredibly stupid, pure action movies came out after 2000. Yeah, because it was post 9-11 and America was ready to laugh again. Sure we were. We were mostly ready to make movies about how torture totally works. <laughs> we did make Jesus. a lot of Yeah, those. we did. We did, what, five seasons of 24? Something like that, maybe more. Oof. And then, like, Catherine Bigelow's movie that she got Where she's like, yeah, for. no, torture definitely yeah. led us to Osama Bin Laden. Definitely led to us which to Osama Bin Laden. members of the CIA that actually worked on that case were like, like uh, no, no. That's not how that went at no, all. No, defectors gave, volunteered information that yeah. led us to Bin Laden. Yeah. Well, that's why she won the Oscar for for the one about the crazy bomb guys. I think she won the Oscar for both. Uh, there was, uh, no, Zero Dark Thirty, I don't think, won an Oscar. That anything? was up against Avatar, wasn't it? Ah, uh, you might be right. Because that was uh, the Hurt- year where it's like, Hurt Locker was pre- Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hurt Locker yeah, yeah. won the Oscar. Hurt Locker yeah. definitely won the Oscar. I think, again, uh, yeah, because I remember that year at the Oscars, it was like, Ooh, James Cameron versus his ex-wife. Let's see what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. I remember that stupid bullshit. However, she also gave us Jeremy Renner, and I'm upset about that. Like, it seemed like that could work out, but then the Jeep commercials are really the nail in the coffin. He is a perfectly fine packing peanut. He'll, (laughs) He'll take up exactly the right amount of space... And he'll allow the more valuable stars to just sort of bump off his nothingness. Oh, man. Yeah. He's a perfectly valid... Third string. Let's go definitely listen to that guy's album. Uh, I'm really angry that I couldn't download his app. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the trolls got got to it too quickly. Yeah. (laughs) The Renner app. Yep. Mark, is this an action movie? Uh, I'm going to say no. And Patrick, I'm kind of agreeing with you here that it does have action in it. And some of the action, some of that action is... Oh, is good, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not all of it is. Yeah. And again, the action's not the point. The point is just like, what if I took Fahrenheit 451, 1984, and Brave New World, put them in a blender and hit frappe, yeah, and then added a martial art that I invented in my backyard? Yeah. You know, it's a good, like, it's a good debut movie, I think. You know, like, I, like sure. I'm also, just figuring it out. Yeah. Not his debut movie. No, I, what is? Uh, it's a movie, it's a really, it's a small, low-budget movie. Sleepless um, in Seattle. No, hold on. <laughs> it's got a real dumb name. Hold on a second. Uh, let me pull it uh, Kurt Wimmer. Uh, they don't even want to tell me that he has a page on Wikipedia right now. Oh, he probably oh, no. doesn't. No, but he does. I looked it up earlier. He's yeah, the whim. Because his follow-up to this was a really shitty, like, vampire movie Yeesh. that uh, I never ended up seeing, but it looked uh, terrible. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's called Ultraviolet. It stars, um... Is that Mila Jovovich? Mila Jovovich, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. It's not good. Jovanovich? Is that what her name is? I don't know. Nah. Jovovich? Jovovich? Yeah. She's oh, in all them yeah. Resident Evil movies. Yeah, yeah, that lady. Uh, his first movie was a movie called One Tough Bastard. Fuck yeah. Also known as One Man's Justice, starring Brian Bosworth, Bruce Payne, <laughs> and MC Hammer. <laughs> Fuck, let's watch that now. Uh, came out in 1995. Oh. Uh, then he wrote the screenplays for Sphere and the Thomas Crown Affair. No yeah. shit. No, that tracks. So yeah, that and tracks. then then he made Equilibrium. Nice. Yikes. That's I good remember a- being in a college dorm room where uh, it was I, w- I was clearly a third wheel on what was <laughs> clearly supposed to be a hookup between these two other people. 
but the woman did not want me to leave because she wanted to stay in the apartment because that's where the good pot was, but did not want to hook up with this guy. So I had to just be in the corner, very bored, as he tried to get laid by explaining the philosophy of the Sphere movies. Oh my god. And how it like relates to like quantum mechanics and like if you understand these movies it's like seeing the blueprints of the world oh my god blood would come out of my eyeballs no they're they're bad movies it's just one movie yeah it's sub hellraiser for sure well i think you're thinking of cube no, yeah. Sphere. In the Sea. Well, Sphere is just the one movie. Yeah. In yeah. the Sea. Yeah. I'm I thought it's Sphere. I okay. misspoke okay. when gotcha. I said okay. movies. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, Cubed also fucking sucks. Yes. Oh, yeah. However, weirdly enough, the third Cube movie, Cube Hypercube, <laughs> surprisingly fun. Weirdly, oh, that's, I've heard that before. That's the one where they decided that this is kind of a comedy. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, guys, what if these movies we made are actually dumb? And I knew it was a comedy when, like, the first scene or, like, two sketch comedy guys from that I knew from Toronto who, like, were in a sketch troupe I had seen a bunch of times. And I was like, uh, if there's a guy named Nug in your movie... Guys, this is a comedy <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, it's going to take us final reviews of Equilibrium. John. I feel nothing. <laughs> Patrick. I feel everything. Mark. I feel something, some things I don't. And that's going to do it for now. I'm angry because it's all Grey <laughs> Romano. Oh, oh man. Ah, oh, I'm trying to do business meetings with these Infinity Stones, but they <laughs> keep... <laughs> <laughs> I keep having to change diapers. <laughs> oh no! What even was his job? Was he like a writer? He was a handyman on the show, wasn't he? I, no, I think he was a sports writer. Oh, yeah, was okay. he? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't pay attention. I didn't watch that show. I got twins. Oh, man. <laughs> that had fucking uh, what's her name from uh, goddamn Pierce Brosnan, the detective. Uh, Remington. Steel? Remington Steele. Yeah, Ray Romano's mom is the secretary to the detective firm, and like season three onward oh, of Remington okay. Steele. I just Remember can that. I tell you, she's fucking golden in that show. I remember his dad is young is Frankenstein. Yeah, young Peter Frankenstein. Boyle is young yeah. Frankenstein. Absolutely. Also, the wizard from Taxi Driver. Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Peter Boyle's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's good. He was a delight to work God with. God damn it, Ray Hulk. I always had these Infinity Stones. <laughs> I think I think Hulk Ray Romano is my new least favorite recurring character. <laughs> yeah, right. He's just replaced drunk <laughs> Chief Brody. Yeah. No, I just with these hot pockets. Oh no! I don't understand what he's talking about. That's it for this podcast. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Good day, sirs. Body counts and beer is Patrick. All the little animals. Bromley, John, Velvet Goldmine, Rooney Taylor, and Mark, the secret agent Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, I don't know, wherever you get podcasts from. Leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.